Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. for their child and every child who dreams for their future I say these words to you tonight I am with you I will fight for you and I will win for you tonight, in all of our cities and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you. Of America's Man of the Hour 
and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. Actually, you know, 
um, the breaking story, you know, the main headlines. Um, you know, we've been off for a couple of weeks. I have, I haven't been on to give uh, my viewpoints or my insight on so many different things that I've been meaning to and been wanting to, uh, but just so many people have been gone for the holidays, like I said. Um, but now that I'm back, there is a huge agenda for tonight. There's a, a giant uh, list uh, of things I want to uh, specifically go over. And uh, I want to start out with uh, President Trump's thoughts on everything that's going on. Uh, let's play this clip real quick. Uh, 2-4. We're not happy about it at all. Not at all. We've let our position be known, and we're not happy about it. What will the response be? What will the response be? The whole migrants to the border has taken you with Mexico to hold the border. Well, Mexico wants to see if uh, they can get it straightened out. But we've, uh, during certain times, as you know, closed the border. They're not coming into the United States. They will not be coming into our country. Well, we don't like it. Uh, I believe they'll be opening up something else. And uh, I was very tough. I spoke with her when I heard they were closing. And I said, you know, this country's done a lot for General Motors. You better get back in there soon. That's Ohio. And you better get back in there soon. So we have a lot of pressure on them. You have senators. You have a lot of other people, a lot of pressure. They say the uh, Chevy Cruze is not selling well. I say, well, then get get a car that is selling well and put it back in. So I think you're going to see something else happen there. But I'm not happy about it. Their car is not selling well. So they'll put something else. I have no doubt that in a not too distant future they'll put something else. They better put something else in. Sir, last night in response to the 60 Minutes report, you said. John, go ahead. I've seen it. Uh, I've read some of it, and it's fine. Yeah, I don't believe it. No, no, I don't believe it. And, and here's the other thing. You're going to have to have China and Japan and all of Asia and all of these other countries, you know, addresses our country. Right now, we're at the cleanest we've ever been, and that's very important to me. But if we're clean, but every other place on Earth is dirty, that's not so good. So I want clean air, I want clean water, very important. Uh, they're not, as you know, they're not. Uh, they had to use because they were being rushed by some very tough people, and uh, they used tear gas. And here's the bottom line. Nobody's coming into our country unless they come in legally. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I know her. I know her, and I know she apologized and she misspoke, but I will tell you this. I've known her for a period of time now as a senator. She's been an excellent senator. She's done a great job. She's somebody that's respected in the Senate. And I'm going there. I'm going to make, I guess, two rallies on top of everything else. So we're going to do two. And I hope you're all coming. Have you talked to her I have. I have. She felt very badly. She certainly didn't mean that. And, you know, it was taken a certain way, but she certainly didn't mean it. And as I understand it, she's already apologized and very strongly. Minutes piece. You said your policy at the border was the same as the Obama administration. 
It wasn't. You decided to prosecute. Say it again, what? In response to last night's 60 Yeah, so I'll tell you what. Uh, Obama had a separation policy. We all had the same policy. You did not I tried to do it differently, but Obama had a separation policy, but people don't like to talk about that. It was different. You decided to prosecute everyone at the border. Sounds like a great deal for the EU, and I think we have to do this. Uh, I think we have to take a look at seriously whether or not the uh, UK is allowed to trade because, you know, right now, if you look at the deal, they may not be able to trade with us. And that wouldn't be a good thing. I don't think they meant that. I don't think that the prime minister meant that. And hopefully she'll be able to do something about that. But right now, as the deal stands, she may not, they may not be able to trade with the U.S. And I don't think they want that at all. That would be a very big negative for the and deal. Uh, we, we do not like what's happening either way. We don't like what's happening. And hopefully it'll get straightened out. I know Europe is not, uh, they are not thrilled. They're working on it too. We're all working on it together. We did, we don't use it. Now, 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 that's connected on that last part of it, but um, obviously we get there's so many different things they asked President Trump about. Uh, this was uh, the other day, right before he was going to a rally uh, for uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith in Mississippi, who uh, went on to win yesterday by a significant, you know, a comfortable margin, and, uh, you know, she, which is great. Now that puts our uh, Senate situation at three to forty-seven, so we have a wide uh, lead in margin in the Senate. So that's very significant, very important, um, and and the gains are, you know, they definitely stick out. How we uh, picked up, you know, a good amount of Senate seats, and we, you know, definitely, uh, you, you know, the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, we're seeing voters uh, react uh, strongly to the Trump agenda. Um, you know, this whole thing getting back to the caravan thing, um, this, this really frustrates me, and I'll, I'll tell you why, is because there was an article out yesterday, and the Obama administration was responsible for uh, gassing over 80 times uh, illegal immigrants. There was no outcry. There was no, uh, all the, there was no you know, crazy, uh, you know, hyperbolic, over-exaggerated reactions from the media. There wasn't crazy, uh, unnecessary hysteria like there's going on right now. But since it's Donald Trump, they got to blame. They got to blame him. They got. They got to point the finger. And, and, and here, here's what here's what else bothers me, is that these immigrants were throwing rocks at border patrol in our military. And I mean, what, what, what do you expect to do? Just, I mean, what, 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 what do liberals honestly expect to, to get, to get, uh, you know, attacked? Come on, are you kidding me? This is absolutely outrageous. And when they say innocent children and innocent mothers, that's bullshit. They did a survey and poll at the border. These are ninety percent grown males. 
they're crossing through illegally in the caravan with, you know, in that whole situation. So yes, you have that small amount of mothers and children, but it's so over exaggerated. So it's, it's so fabricated in so many ways when they try to bring the, you know, the narrative of, Oh, these are such innocent people. No, 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 no. That's not what's happening here. This is an invasion. This is, this is, it's clear of what's going on. We, we know this. Um, your, your, th- your thoughts. I, I want to go to you, uh, Valerie. Um, Valerie Greenfeld. Now let me get to you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I agree with you. I think that, you know, when somebody's trying to get into my home, I don't just open the door and let them in. If I don't know them and if I know they're, they're planning to do harm, um, this is the same thing. This is the door to our country, and we have to protect it, and we have to protect the people inside our country. And President Trump is doing exactly as he should. This is the number one job he has is to keep our people. Absolutely. What, you're, absolutely you're absolutely right. There, there, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, Dan, go ahead. Well, I, I think that you made a, a a good point about the mix of the crowd. I I saw several interviews, and um, I saw this woman who said she was a a, a member, um, and she it was almost as if she had read a script. There was uh-huh. you would think that somebody who wanted to come to this country and had taken this thousand mile journey would have had more passion about wanting to come. There was no right. passion in her speech. She was, it was very, very monotone, very uh, uninvolved. And the other thing was, if you looked at the video to support your contention and your, your observation, uh, Rory, is did you see any pregnant women or women at all throwing rocks at no. the border and through the fences? No. no. It was all men. No. Yep, grown males. Mm-hmm. It, and, and the sad part about this is, you know, what the liberal media was doing, and I saw this on MSNBC and it's so pathetic, is that they were going down there and just trying to scope out out of all – even out of all the people they were seeing, they were having a hard time finding families, mothers, and children. And even a liberal reporter had to say it on national TV – these are mostly grown men uh, on, on MSNBC, and I, I was shocked that the guy was telling the truth on a, on a left-wing network. But, um, you know, NBC, I think, or one of these other liberal networks, you know, went out and, you know, scoped out some mother and her children and, and took, took them off to the side and tried to, you know, pull the whole victim card and stuff like that. It, it's just the way, the way, you know, the narrative that's painted – it's it's insane. I mean, we're we're talking about third world ideology. I mean, it, it's it's no longer American citizens first from the left. Especially, it does not help when you have these, you know, these elitist liberal Hollywood actors and these you know people that think they're above everyone else, making out putting out tweets and you know saying that. All uh, filling people's heads with all this bullshit, and it's just—it's just so—it's such a mess. I mean, where did we come 
to this point in society where it, it's not even rational or, or logical what's coming out of these people on the, the, from, from the left. I mean, the, the, what's coming out of their mouths and, and, and what they believe is it's fantasy land. It's, it, it, it's something out of a fictional storybook movie that it's like every it, – it's just like they say, everybody gets a trophy. You know, uh, everybody gets the happy ending. Everybody gets everything they ask for. There are no consequences. I mean, it's like it's it's energy because they already won. Yeah. Who am I speaking with? Sorry. Yeah, my name is Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, Mike? Where are you calling from? Minnesota. Mike from Minnesota. How you doing, man? What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of say and ask all of you. I mean, don't you kind of—it's kind of like the writing's already on the wall. Like this is all going to end terribly. And when I say terrible, I'm talking yeah. about for Trump, for conservatives, yeah. everyone. I mean, it's basically. And we're a even seeing—we're I mean, even seeing the Mexican people in Tijuana fighting against these Hondurans, saying stop invading our country. And the left-wing media is totally silenced about it because it doesn't meet their narrative. They can't claim the racism card on the left-wing media, you know, was saying, oh, but, you know, let it, not letting these people in is racist because the Mexicans are doing it in their own country saying we don't want you here. I mean, it's getting out of control. So it's because the left, unlike the right, the problem for us is on, for those of us who are on the right, we thought we won and we thought that we accomplished something when Trump got elected. The reality is that the left is setting us up for a checkmate here, and they're about three moves away, and they know what it is. Their number one goal, they don't care what it takes to get amnesty for all 11 to 20 million potential legal aliens that are already here. They want to bring in as many as they can, and they know once they have that, the elections are done. On a national level, it's over. Texas, yep. they don't know. They'll yep. eventually turn Texas a blue state, and uh, it's game over at that point. And even more than that, right. they know in, in the short term, they already won. The Trump base completely failed in the midterms. The fact that Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, basically all went blue. You didn't gain any seats in the Senate. The House race was a disaster. Trump's going to be in so many subpoenas and investigations out of the House for the next couple of years. Next two years is going to be a disaster. And he's going to get killed in 2020 because they, they're setting him up in a way where – all these scandals are going to start coming out. All these details about his personal life are going to come out. The next two years are going to be terrible. Man. And I just feel bad for people who are too emotionally invested, who still think that somehow we're going to turn this around. It's over, man. we got to admit it. The left won. But, but, they won the culture war. You know, they took over the yeah, state. Mike, but you got, Mike, you got to admit, though, you, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you 100% on, on all of what you just said. I want, to, I want to go back a little bit. So going back to the Senate part, we gained and we flipped a bunch of Senate seats of lifelong uh, Democrat politicians, Indiana, North Dakota, uh, Florida, and um, oh, God, where's the other place? Give me, give me the fourth one that was flipped. They're the fourth one. Indiana, Missouri. North Dakota. Missouri, yes, Missouri. Missouri. You look at those. So you look at those four places that were all held by Democrats for you know years and years, and Trump campaigned for all of those people, and they all won. Trump didn't really spend much time on the House campaigning for House candidates, as we all know. He spent most of his time 
uh, campaigning for Senate people, and uh, you know, majority of the people. But, who but those are for, states that we're supposed to do good in, with the exception of Florida. Florida no, was the only no. state that, from a Republican standpoint, we kind of pulled off an upset. For example, look at how much Trump no. won Missouri by. Look at how many points Trump won Indiana but by. That, look at how many points Trump well, won North Dakota by. You're so Trump is supposed to. If the Republicans don't do well in those states, then we got a bigger problem on our hands than we're supposed to. The states that matter are states like Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Why do those states matter? Those are the states that were that Trump was able to flip in 2016. That's the only reason he became president. The fact that he doesn't have the same base and control there like he does in places like Missouri or North Dakota, that, that, that doesn't prove anything. We lost ground. We didn't gain ground. It may, it may seem like, oh, but, you gained a couple of sentences. But there were, that was just because of the, of the numbers. That's just because you had these, more Democrats up for re-election than Republicans. Let, let, me, let me just say something real quick. Let me, let me, say, let me correct you real quick. So Florida, I, I think Rick Scott, I think Bill Nelson for a long time was favored to win that race. But Rick Scott squeezed by and won that. That was the upset for the Republicans. There's one. Josh Hawley in Missouri was not supposed to beat – what was her name? Was it Claire McCaskill? Dan, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, well Hawley right, was leading right. in the polls, and, and Trump won Missouri by a lot in 2016. Well, but no, but Claire McCaskill was leading Hawley in Missouri for the longest time, and she was a lifelong politician there. Same thing with Indiana with Mike Braun. I mean, Joe Donnelly was a lifelong politician there, and Mike Braun came out of nowhere and, and, and beat Joe Donnelly. And these are all Democrat senators in these states that Trump won. So the, yeah, the but, these, fact that but those Trump are states there, that Trump won by like 15 or, or 20 or 30 points. He's supposed to do good there. What about what happened in Montana and Arizona? That's a big problem well, there. The fact that two states that Trump won, especially Montana, he won by – I think like 17, actually maybe by 30 points, and he wasn't able to help um, Tester, or I'm sorry, I believe it was Rosendale beat Tester, and then Arizona went Democrat of all states. I mean, come on, man. You're trying well, to make it seem I, like we, it was something to celebrate. The midterms were a disaster. I don't know how you look at that but, as a positive. I, but, right. Well, let me tell you this. First I, of all, I live in Arizona. First of all, I live in Arizona, and, um, you know, I can tell you firsthand that there's no way that this election adds up in Arizona, and I'll tell you why, is the governor won by 100,000 votes here. And how the hell did the liberal, bisexual, atheist, Christian Cinema win by 30,000 votes? There's no way she won by well, 30,000 votes. It's because McSally said a no, bunch of on, stupid hold things. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, When you have a Republican governor that wins by 100,000 votes, but then you have a Democratic senator who wins by 30,000 votes against a military, the first female fighter pilot, Martha McSally. It makes no sense. And I'll tell you why Kristen Sinema won. is because of voter fraud. I will tell you, she bought votes, and this has been a known fact with the Democratic Party, and it's very easy when, uh, especially with these border states. We saw how close the race was in Texas. It was not supposed to be that close. The only reason it was was because of the illegal voting. There's no way Beto would stand in single digits in Texas. It's a, it, that would be a double-digit easy you're, win for Cruz. You're not, you're not acknowledging that the liberals were really engaged and they were really enthusiastic and they had a huge turnout, man. You've got to be honest. 
You can't, you, we can't, you can't have our head in the sand and pretend that there's not a lot what of Democrats What about in Georgia? What about Florida? What about all these places with voter fraud? Democrats cannot hold a legitimate election. They don't. They cheat every single time. So how can you tell me there's momentum and it's fair and square? How can you tell me that? Well, I can tell you that because we saw record Democrat turnout in this election in almost every single state So we saw a record Republican turnout, too. But not yeah. in enough places. You only saw you saw a record yeah, but, but you, you, one in of only points, certain states. One of the points, excuse Look me, Look at all the Roy people retiring, though, in the House. You're trying to tell me that the midterms were anything were anything more than a disaster? Like on a one to ten scale, ten yeah. being good, are you a Republican, zero being or, bad, are you a Republican you rate? or a Democrat? Of He's course, a Democrat. I'm a Republican. <laughs> well, I'm a conservative, but unlike unlike what you're doing, I'm, I refuse to stick my head in the sand and be in denial about what's going on. If you can't be it's honest and say you're, the you're liberals missing, have taken over. Though. Okay, here, let, let me just say something. I, I understand the panic, but at the same time, there, there, there wasn't a blue wave. And, and if, you look at, if you look at how many seats Trump lost compared to how many Obama lost and Clinton lost in their first term, Trump lost a, barely a fraction of what they lost. Trump lost barely nothing in the House. He gained in the Senate. No other uh, president over 100 years, has gained seats in the Senate in their first term. Well, he lost 33 seats, if I'm not mistaken. Like 33, 31 seats. But he That's had 44 people retired. The average, the average president in their first term loses 37 seats. So he's below average. Right. Um, so, I mean, that, that's you know, a that, bad thing. So you think it's okay that, that we lost the House? You're basically saying, okay, well, no problem. That's a huge problem considering what the Democrats are going to do the next two years, which is subpoena Trump and his entire administration with all type of stuff for the next two years. It's going to be brutal, man. But you, but you, you, Roy, he's missing. You're missing a point. You, you're, Go ahead, Dan. You've fallen into you've fallen into the Democratic trap. The Democratic mm-hmm. trap right now is that the, the, is that the the rhetoric from the Democrats is that they control Washington. No, they don't. The reason why Mr. Trump spent so much time voting or working on votes for congressmen and less time for congressmen and more times for senators is because if you remember back just a few years ago when the Republicans had control of the House and the Democrats had control of the Senate, nothing got through. Harry reads that on 300 bills that came out of the Republican House, nothing got through that he didn't want to get through. And so you can talk about uh, you can talk about hearings and all those kinds of things, but remember, there's a third branch of this government, and it's called the judiciary. And what has Trump been doing quietly over the last two years? Getting more and more conservative judges appointed to the courts. So the idea that the Congress, the House, is going to have their way with Mr. Trump doesn't address the issue of the court system which is available to the president and to everybody else to quelch subpoenas, to stop investigations. And next is going to be, after the first of the year, he's going to appoint a new attorney general. And I certainly hope that the new attorney general has got a set of gonads and will be aggressive. And let me tell you, if we get a new attorney general who reopens 
the Clinton email scandal and the Clinton Foundation scandal and the implications to the president, former president, Barack Hussein Obama and his cabinet members, and you've got indictments of his, of his various officers because of their, their illegal activities, what's going to happen is that you're going to have the House fighting with the Senate and nothing gets through. Remember that if a bill gets passed by the House, it has to go to the Senate, and the Senate has to pass it, and the president has to sign it. And if the president doesn't sign it, he vetoes it. It takes a two-thirds majority of both houses to override a presidential veto, and the Democrats do not have anywhere near a two-thirds majority in the House, and they have a minority in the Senate. Well, those not true. You still haven't acknowledged the fact that when it comes to what actually went down in the midterms, again, and this is the lower spot when you try to make it seem like Trump did something. Look at all the states that Trump won that he failed in the midterms on the Senate side. He won Ohio, failed to flip that. Won in Michigan, failed to flip that. He won in West Virginia, he failed to flip that. He won in Montana, failed to flip there. Won in Arizona, he failed to flip there. And he won in Wisconsin, he failed to flip there as well. We're talking Senate and governor races. And so the fact that you're trying to then turn on and make this seem like all oh, things are well, and then you even bring up this idea of having a new attorney general and they're going to do something about it. Can we not forget what Devin Nunes was trying to do for the last two years when the Republicans had both the House and Senate? And the guy literally had his career almost ended and was only able to accomplish but so much. Devin Nunes got happen. reelected in California by over 14 points over his Democratic uh That's uh, not the point I'm trying to make. He lives in a Republican district. He's supposed to win. I'm talking about what happened when he actually went about trying to get information on all the things Obama was doing as far as the whole surveillance and the spying. Yeah, and and why didn't didn't he get the information? Why didn't he get the information? He didn't get the information because the the deep state in the Justice Department and the FBI – provided a roadblock to keep him from getting what he wanted. If you change, we had an ineffective United States Attorney General from the second day after he took office, when he recused himself out of the, of the Russian investigation. At that point in time, he turned over the running of the Justice Department, including the FBI, to the deep state. You bring in a true Attorney General who's after the truth and the facts, What's going to happen is a lot of information is going to come out, and a lot of people are going to be in serious trouble. When you have an ineffective attorney general, no matter what the congressman wants, if he has to get the information, I mean, you got to ask yourself the question. If Nunes was trying to get information from the Justice Department and the FBI, where the hell was the attorney general in assisting him, a, quote, Republican attorney general, in assisting him to get the information? He was not present. You put no, in there a person he, who is an effective attorney general, things will change. What? No, it won't change at all because of Rod Rosenstein. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter what they're going to do. They're, they already have roadblocks in place for all of this. If you think that when the Republicans had controls of both oversight committees in the House and the Senate and were only able to accomplish but so little – you think now when the Democrats have a good control of the House Oversight Committee that, they, that the deep state won't be able to continue what they're doing? 
I mean, you, you, you guys are living in a fantasy world. Like, you're, you're thinking what are you the worried about, scenario. Nancy Pelosi becoming speaker? No, I'm worried about the fact that now the deep state is going to have a powerful ally and the fact that the, the House Oversight Committee is going to be controlled by Democrats. And for you to, like, minimize that and act like that's, like, nothing to worry about, we should just dismiss but it, it's because you haven't you, experienced the effect you, of it. You're going to feel it I'm not, in 2019 when the Democrats take over the House. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not mi- you you're minimizing I'm not minimi- the No, I'm not minimizing this in any sort of way. I'm basically speaking the truth here when I say that the Democrats in the House, we already know their objective. We already know their agenda. They're going to go on a whole witch hunt. They're going to go on a whole uh, expedition, a fishing expedition, for stuff that does not exist regarding Trump's personal life or, you know, Trump's connections with Russian prostitutes or, whatever, you know, Korean whores or his, whoever it his may tax be. Returns. His tax returns. His tax returns Whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. They're never not going to find anything. They're going to spend their whole two years trying to find stuff on Trump, and they're going to come up with crickets, nothing. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be absolute. It's, it's a witch hunt. Trump describes it perfectly. Then 2020 rolls around, and then you see a giant, giant turn of events with uh, Democratic voters on two years later, and they still see nothing uh, from, the, from the Democrats. And then the Democrats say in 2020, well, we promised you we're almost there. We almost got them. Yeah, sure you do. I mean, the Democrats, I mean, have, they, they literally – no, here, here's the I, honest I truth. When, when you own, when I, I you own, when you own, when you own the Senate, when you own the Supreme Court, you're not getting impeached. You're not going anywhere. You can. No, veto, I'm, not, I'm not talking Trump about him getting veto, impeached. I'm not worried Trump about that. Trump can veto. Trump, Trump can veto anything. He can executive order anything. This guy can. This guy. You know, I, I love the fact that him and Nancy Pelosi are going to be working together. I love it. And I'll tell you why. Because he knows how to deal with Nancy. And I really don't think him and Nancy hate each other. I think it's politics. But at the same time, Nancy knows and the Democrats know if they want any of their agenda passed to, you know, suit and, and make their followers happy, they may need to give Trump what he wants. Because Trump is a negotiator. We know that firsthand. He's the greatest negotiator of his time. We've seen that. So if the Democrats, you know, want to work a deal, want to kind of meet in the middle, Trump will do that. You know, Trump's not going to give them anything outrageous, anything crazy, but he will work with them. Look at Tip O'Neill and look at Ronald Reagan back in the 80s. Tip O'Neill was House Speaker. He was a Democrat. I mean, there are ways to make this work. You know, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, but, um, but Ronald Reagan had a mandate because Ronald Reagan had one of the largest landslides in the history of America. The guy won 49 out of 50 states. In his second term. How do you know that's not going to happen right. in Trump's second term when the Democrats. Oh, come on now. Win. Yeah, yeah, we all know that's not going to happen. I mean, you. you but I mean, but I'm not saying honest. he'll I mean, win come 49 on, Rory. states, but how do you know if okay. he's not going to win 49 states? But he could still win in a huge annihilation, way bigger than 2016, especially if the Democrats okay. in 2020 have, have only proven that they're still on a witch hunt and let their supporters uh, continuously down, which they haven't showed their supporters anything. And all their supporters keep saying, impeach Trump, impeach Trump. And they all keep leading us like on this sort of 
you know, a narrative that they have all this evidence and they don't have anything. I mean, if they had something by now, it would be out there. If they had something on Trump, it would be out there. But people want to keep saying, oh, well, we have this, we have that. No, you don't. It's it's not about the Russian investigation. It's not about any of that. Just go back to 2016. How did Trump win the 2016 election? What what was the key factor in him being able to win? I mean, so many key factors of him being able to win was the key factor of him being able to win was the fact that the American people wanted somebody who had a positive feeling about themselves and about the country, not somebody who was negative. The whole, the same reason, the same reason that Ronald Reagan won against Jimmy Carter is because Jimmy Carter was negative. The best years of America are behind us. The reason why Donald Trump won over Hillary Clinton is because Donald Trump's message was very simple. He wanted to make America great again. He, he brought back hot pride in the country. The, the surveys and the research done by the polling organizations are showing that 75% of the American people are proud to be Americans. That wasn't the case under the eight years of Barack Obama. And so what's happened, he won because he gave people hope that America could be great again. And he wanted to take, no, he no, wanted not, to make I'm America I'm not talking first. about why people would want to vote for him. That's not what I'm asking. I'm talking about the factors in play for why he won, primarily being lower Democrat turnout in key states like in the upper Midwest. No. In Michigan. No. No, no, you're not hearing what I'm saying to you. If you compare what happened in 2012 to 2016, you saw a significant drop in Democrat turnout in a lot of key states, and particularly key districts, where you usually have a higher Democrat turnout. Now, what I'm telling you is... Do you is think that was fact. possibly possible because of the, of the terrible economy? Eight years of less than 2% gross domestic well, product, look, and the American well, Listen, voters... It's because of two reasons. Number one, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was a very flawed candidate that nobody liked. No one likes Hillary Clinton. Even her Bill Clinton doesn't like her. We all know that. Nobody wanted her to be president. But when it came down to the biggest reason was the media created the perception that Hillary Clinton already had it in the bag. Now, I know many Democrats personally who didn't even bother to go vote because they felt like, why bother? Hillary's going to win. We don't even need to go vote. This is already a done deal. For literally three months before the election, you heard nonstop, 24-7, from every news outlet, every late-night talk show, celebrity, everyone was saying Hillary's going to win. It's going to be an easy slam dunk. It's going to be a landslide. And Democrats didn't want to turn out. They felt like they didn't need to. In 2020, if you think that the Democrat turnout is not going to be record-breaking, you are, I'm just telling you, you are literally having your head in the sand, and you're being way too naive, man. Trump is in huge trouble in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wisconsin. If he does not win those states, I'm telling you right now, he's not going to get elected president. And if you're acting what did, like, what, oh, did, what happened in the what bag, happened this last week? What, excuse me. What happened this last week when General Motors decided to close four plants and lay off 14,000 workers? Who came? Who came to the forefront? of trying to do something to protect the jobs and convince General Motors to put something else in the plants. Was it a Democrat? Did you hear any Democrat talk about that? Or was it Donald Trump? 
that's not that going to matter in the sense of Michigan and Ohio look at the labor margin. states. What? Okay, sir, you got to look at how much did Trump win Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania? By? What are the margins? We're talking about yeah, razor you thin can't, margins. You can't. Hey, you can't. You can't. You really can't compare or an, an, you know analyze those statistics with the 2016 election. I mean, there's so many different variables you're putting out there right now that don't even, you know, necessarily uh, relate to, to, to what, uh, you know, Trump – because Trump, uh, you know, won – you know, he had candidates that won that were run by Democrats. So it, it's like, uh, you know, what, what, I mean, no, what's no, your I'm, point? I'm not so talking Trump about the midterm results. Really well. I'm talking about huh? the 16 results. I'm not talking about the midterm results in those states. I'm talking about what were the results for Trump in 2016 in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Did he win by a large margin, or was it by a very small percentage? No, he won by a good amount. No, he won by – he barely won Pennsylvania, barely won Michigan, barely won – How many? what percentage of points did he win Michigan by? He won comfortably. It was significant. <clears throat> No, he didn't win comfortably in Michigan. What are you talking about, man? It was a super yes, tight yes, race. Dan, what did he win in Michigan oh, he, by? You got to look at the numbers, percent? man. Uh, uh, it was uh, less than that. Rory. Yes, Rory. Doctor Buswell, I want to introduce you real quick. Economist, entrepreneur, wrong. motivational yeah. speaker, writer for Town Hall, Newsmax, LiveZet, and a professor of finance at Stockton University in New Jersey. Dr. Michael Bussler, how are you? Valerie, go ahead real quick. I'm fine, thank you. I'll get to you. Okay. I just wanted to say that I I think that, you know, whether it's a large margin, a small margin, all of these things, you know, from two years ago, it's not relevant today because everything will change before 2020. I mean, politics is a minute long, and anything that happened two years ago – it's completely different today, and it will be completely different in 2020. And we can fight all day about what the numbers were or whatever, but, it, you know, at this point, the bottom line is Trump won, and, and that has really – what happened in 16, it has no relevance to what's going to happen in 20. Uh, Go ahead, Dr. Buster. I was going to say uh, that uh, I agree with Valerie. Um, but but here's uh, um, the gentleman was talking about <clears throat> the <clears throat> excuse me razor thin margins that Trump won by in some very key states, and that's true. Um, however, you, you take a look at the the voters. There's about forty percent that are Democrat. There's about forty percent that are always Republican, and there's about twenty percent that are Independents and Republicans that vote Democrat and Democrat that vote Republicans. So the, those are really now each of the, the, the bases, they want to get as much of their 40 percent out to vote. That's true. And the more you get, of course, the better chance you have to win. But the real key to winning these elections is those 20 percent of independents and people that uh, are not necessarily loyal to, to any one party. The Republicans believe that by 2020, um, they'll be in a very strong position probably have dealt with some very key problems, uh, probably the immigration issue, uh, the health care issue, uh, the economy, I believe, will continue to be very strong by then, um, the national security issue. So even if the Democrats get everybody out there, 
as long as the Republicans get everybody out there, I think that 20% swing people are probably going to lean more in the Republican direction than the Democratic direction. And uh, that's what Trump is counting on to in 2020. Well, he counted out that at the midterms, and it didn't happen. Uh, well, um, at the stage we're in now in the midterms, uh, he, he started to um, finally confront the extremely unbalanced trade agreements that the U.S. has with virtually every one of our trading partners. These are agreements that uh, the past presidents promised to take a look at and never did anything with. Trump is confronting them head on. Now, there's a little bit of short-term pain when he's confronting them, but eventually, we believe, uh, he'll end up with um, a situation where the foreign markets are finally opened up to uh, U.S. companies. Uh, and even though the farmers today are very upset with them, and rightfully so, they can't sell their, their crops, uh, so uh, he's not very popular with them. He's certainly not going to support anybody uh, he's supporting. But come 2020, um, when these trade deals are all resolved and we have an agreement with China and the new uh, NAFTA is in place and we have an agreement with the European Union and we've already working an agreement with South Korea and Japan, uh, by 2020, all those things will be in. Um, and I think the people that were angry with him today, like the farmers and uh, people that are feeling a little bit of pain because of what he's doing, uh, they're not going to be angry with him in 2020. Um, and the Republicans figure that they'll be voting for Trump. Mike from Minnesota, I want to respond to you. Mike from Minnesota. Mike from Minnesota, I want to say something. So here, here's the thing. So you, you, you say that Trump's, Trump and the Republican Party are in trouble. And, you know, you, I, I know that it's very concerning to you that we lost the House. But if you really, if you really go look at past presidents and after their – in their first term with their first, mid, their first midterm, President Trump performed better than anyone did in over 100 years out of any president by gaining Senate seats and barely losing the House. He flipped four career-long Democrat politics, uh, four four career-long Democratic seats in the Senate. That's pretty damn impressive. And now we have the majority in the Senate. Well, we, we I mean, even Bush did a similar thing. Way higher, fifty-three to forty-seven. That's very significant. And the fact that we only lost, we lost way less than what the average is in the House, which is thirty-seven seats. That's the average, and we lost way less than that. That's pretty damn good, and uh, it just proves uh, that the Republicans are not in trouble at all. I, I don't see where all the hysteria and why you're getting so frantic and worried. I, I just, you know, and, and okay. the demographic is different every election cycle. You're, you're trying to compare, you know, it's like apples and oranges. Okay, I'll say two things to that. Number one, uh, George W. Bush actually did better that Trump, I believe, in his first or second midterms, where he only lost about 24 House seats and he gained about two to three Senate seats. So, if you want to talk about most recent comparisons, he, Trump won more Senate seats George this time around. Yeah, but but Bush only lost 24 House seats. So, I mean, if you want to talk about that, you can let's go down there. But let's talk about why you why I'm in a quote unquote panic. 
the reason is that has nothing to do with the short term. That has to do with the long term. In the long term, the Democrats are about to set up a checkmate, which will destroy the Republican Party forever. We're, we're, we're going to see that in our lifetime. That's number one. And if you can't acknowledge that, you are literally living with your head in the sand. That's just a fact. They have taken over education. They took it over the quick, news media. Real quick, I entertainment. Want you to fin- I want you to finish. I want you to finish, but real quick. Do you think Trump wins in 2020? If you had asked me before the midterms, I would have said yes. Now I'm saying no. I don't think he has a chance because I think he's going to lose right, continue- Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Continue on, I don't see and then how I'm going to ask there. you who you think the nominee is going to be for the Democrats. All right, but, I mean, it's not going to matter who the Democrat nominee is. It's just – the generic nominee will it doesn't matter, they're gonna win anyway. It could be Joe Biden, it could be whoever. But they'll probably be socialist. <laughs> to, to the point about uh, to the point about the issue where, where things are with the Democrats and their and their moves right now. The Democrats have realized that the Republicans are absolutely incompetent and they have the courage of of forget they don't even have courage. No no use to make a comparison. At this point, Trump had one objective which is to seal up this immigration issue by building a wall and having serious immigration reform to give us a chance, at least put up a speed bump to keep the Democrats from achieving their objectives. As of this failed to do that, that's the reality. He had the House, he had the Senate, he's still not built the wall yet, haven't even started it. And the fact that he hasn't even got he that... He actually did start, that is incorrect. He started no, on he didn't two, do it for real. Yeah, he has. Well, I'm not talking about a little portion. I'm talking about the total no, project but, that he's trying to get. Right, right, right. But he started portions of it, but he's getting the entire entirety of the funding very soon. But keep going, sorry. Oh, we'll see. I mean, he, they've been saying that, but he's threatening a government shutdown, but we'll see if that even comes to fruition. Because the reality is the majority of Republicans are not even on board with it. That's why he can't do it. But to the point about when it comes to what he's doing, even more than that, let's not forget how Trump betrayed us when he was willing to offer amnesty to the DREAMers and give them a pathway to citizenship, or at the very least, a legal status, which will allow them to vote. And if you, if you don't think that the Democrats will use that as a precedent to then increase amnesty to all illegal immigrants in America, which the latest study out of Yale said there's around 22 million illegal immigrants in America right now, and God knows how many are going to come through the border over the next five years, we could be talking about 25 to 30 million people here in the, in the next couple of years. If they get that, they know what's good, that's going to lead to. It's over, man. I mean, just you got to be honest. But do you not do you not understand? Do you not understand how? I mean, we've never we've never had a president this strict on immigration or border security. Those people aren't getting across. I'm not. So I'm not blaming your logic him. when you say when you say that they're coming over. How the hell are they coming over? They're not coming over. No, I'm saying they're already here. We already have around more than 20 million. Trump's women getting rid of in them. America you now. see ICE getting rid of them every second of every day? They're not, they're not getting rid of them to that extent, man. You're not going to get rid of that many people. Yes, they are. About more than 20 million. No, they're not. Listen, what they're doing is they're getting They're getting rid of them in the past. They're we're talk, going we're into talking food about factories a massive and getting ice rid of them. <laughs> they're going that's into nothing. factories and getting rid of workers. No, that's minimal. How many, how many people is, are we talking about here? Like, I think you're wrong. You're thousands. Thousands? So what's thousands compared to 22 million? No, I'm talking, but thousands in each in cities and states. I read, read yeah, about it all the time. Okay, so let me tell you this. For for every person that Trump throws out, believe me, another I person already coming in. I the toughest laws now it's ever had. Yeah, but that's only but so much. 
Right now in the state of California, they have a full sanctuary state in California. That's California. I have family. That's I have, I have family. That's their own. It's run by liberals. That's, but that's my point. That's where the majority of illegal immigrants are going into is through the California border. Right. I have family that no, lives in California. Man, Arizona, where I live, that's where all those fuckers are coming through. <laughs> no, but they're, they're going, they're going primarily to California because California is not going to do anything about it. California is inviting them in. Wait, wait, Listen, wait, dude, wait, I, under, I understand that Trump – I understand, I understand that you're like you're, – you're in this point where you think Trump is like infallible and he's great. And I love Trump, but I'm being honest about the situation. I refuse to put the pom-poms on and act like everything is rosy and it's going to work out. The reality is we're in over our heads. The Democrats have more support because they have the entirety of the media, education, and everything on their side. And they have the checkmate of legal immigration in their back pocket. For you to sit there and uh, ignore that and act like, oh, okay, Trump is I so much something? of a genius, he's going to still be your Okay, let me just tell you. Just and I'll tell you, we, we have truth on our side. By the time the truth puts his pants on, the lie goes around the world. They're going to vote Democrat. Look at what happened with in the last election with the black vote. Trump got all of these companies to come back to our country, and he he got jobs. So you know, just because someone crosses the border doesn't mean they're going to vote Democrat. Trump has been well, they'll very vote, successful. They'll vote Democrat if they're going to get government benefits. <laughs> Right, but they're going to need a job. They're going to need a job, and what Trump has done is create the lowest unemployment that we've had in I don't know how long. He's also got a lot more of the black vote that he never Republicans don't get because of that. Look, I'm I'm black myself. If you think Trump's going to get a substantial increase in the black vote, that's just not going to happen. When it comes to Hispanics. The only Hispanic community that comes in and votes Republican primarily are Cubans. Central Americans don't vote Republican. <laughs> well, that's not that's true. That's the facts. You, you're telling me that people from really Honduras, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and even Mexico for that matter, that come into this country illegally, come in and vote Republican. The ones that are successful end up voting Republican. You're talking about the ones that have been here generationally who are legal citizens. I'm talking about Real if, quick, if America granted amnesty to all these illegal aliens, who do you think they're going to vote for? Real quick, leaders well, of black uh, for Trump. Leaders of black yeah. for Trump. I want to get your thoughts real quick. <laughs> oh, how, how's everybody doing? Um, well, everybody's missing <laughs> the real point here. The, the real point that the Democrats are doing, they're dog whistling the independents. The actual real swing vote Because white people are 74% of the voters In this country The problem is the independents Are about 58% Of that 74% So what they're doing Is they're using that situation With the border And they're using uh, Black Lives Matter and the fear (laughs) That Charles Manson And Helter Skelter Put out saying there's going to be a great Race war and that the black man is going to kill all white people. And these independents who are actually the hippies and the baby boomers and the ones who teach the millennials in the colleges, they are afraid to death of this race war. So they vote Democrat to appease the black man 
acting like they're giving us the 40 acres and the mules by giving us welfare and food stamps and punishing themselves with overtaxing themselves, voting for Democrats just to say, please, black man, don't kill me. See, they are afraid to death. So all this stuff in the borders is not really what's happening. What's really happening is they're trying to scare them into thinking it's going to be some kind of crazy war so that the independents will vote for them. So what they fear is a guy like me, because I represent, uh, I know you heard of Yahweh, and with that represent You're the leaders the of Black for Trump. Was, You're right behind Trump at every rally. You're on TV all the right. time. Well, well, what that represents is what the Bible said in the last day, when you see the two brethren together, the people would rejoice. That's Revelation 11, 8 to 13, and John 13, 34. And the people that would rejoice is the independents, because when they see me, I represent the black warriors that would be upset and want to fight. And uh, I represent what they think is the black supremacist. But all of a sudden, I'm joining with the white racist, which Trump is not a racist, and I'm not a supremacist. But their fears are quelled when they see me. So when they see me, they're confident. We have to stop going for the little dog whistle that they're trying to do. They're trying to scare the people that can swing the vote Trump's way or the other way. They even talk Trump into being afraid to show me for a while. I was at the events but wasn't getting behind them. So when I explained it to Laura Trump and everybody said, you better let me get behind them because none of this matters. Once the black man and the white man are in unity, Everything stops. We win the election because if the 74% election stays together, we win. They don't care. Independents don't care about uh, Kanye West because he's not an oppressed black man. He's a billionaire. They are intrigued with him, but they don't fear him. They fear some black man who would be like Moses who would kill all the Egyptians and free the Hebrews or Jesus who would kill all of the Romans and free the, the, the Hebrews, or like Jed Hoover said, a black man that can electrify the young black militants. That's who they fear, and that's who the Democrats are dog-whistling to. While we're sitting up here fighting over these little kids that's trying to prove we're not racist, they know goddamn well Trump is not a racist. He never has been. Yet they say that. And to make us think, oh my God, it's going to be a race war, and the black people are going to kill us. Look what, look what um, um, those guys did in the Bible. Abraham took 300 men and killed all of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 14. All these great men, 300 men killed a whole uh, 185,000 men in a war with, with all these great warriors in the Bible. These black people are going to kill us. White Republicans don't fear that because they felt they feel like they fought the freest. Plus, they're not afraid because they got their own guns. They all went to the military too. These other millennials, these millennials and these these hippies, their daddies was rich. They didn't have to. They were not drafted. They're scared to death because they can't fight. So the only people they scare they're scared of is black men that might want to fight them. And 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 Charles Manson has told them. That these Negroes are going to kill every white man on earth. That's what they are so, afraid of. And so what chance do you think that you? Trump's going to win in 2020, in all honesty? 
he's going to win big time because I'm going to make sure he gets 97% of the black vote because I am that kid that they fear because Yahweh was the only black organization in America that was charged with what Moses was supposed to do and what Jesus was supposed to do, which is sedition against the oppressor and actually killing them. Even though we just found innocent, them white, them white independent look at us and say, oh, my God, I told you that's the guy right there. See, and they think I'm, I'm the, number oh guy, the number three guy in charge. And what I'm trying to tell you is once they see me, because all my radio station independents call all the time and say, I'm only going for Hillary because... I want black people to understand that I'm not I'm not a racist and, and, and I and I have white guilt and I'm gonna give you food stamps free. I don't care about the success of America. Just don't kill me, black man. That's what's going on. But once they see me, the Bible said that the people will rejoice. The answer is the black man and the real white man. The real black man and the real white man standing together in unity. The Democrats fear fear me for a whole different reason. They fear me because in Exodus chapter 1 verse 6, they said, oh my God, the Hebrews are more mightier than we. Now before they join on to the Gentiles, that's who they were afraid of. That's what Abraham took into Sodom and Gomorrah, Esco and Mamre, who were Gentiles, 300 of them, overthrew a whole country. That's what the Democrats fear, that if I join on to Trump, then all the Independents are going to feel comfortable because now I'm not going to kill them. And they go on my website, the first thing they see, there will not be a race war. Because God said if we fight this time, he's going to kill everybody by fire. And I'm not trying to go to hell just to prove a damn point. We are not going to goddamn fight. You understand what I'm saying? That's Second Peter 3, 6. So once they see that and they know it's real, then suddenly they switch votes. Like I told him I, with, uh, with the lady who was running last night with Hyde Smith, I told him, I said, listen, I got to stand behind you. Were at, you were, at the, ra- you were at the rally in Mississippi. Right. And they listened, just like they listened at the last minute in Cleveland. I said, boy, you better let me stand behind this man because the, the blue wave was predicted, but without me being accounted for. If I'm there, the whole, the, all of the polls are off. Once I stand behind him and the two brethren, and remember, in the Bible, there's only three brethren, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham yeah, but you're talking about Mississippi. One. I mean, come on, man. Mississippi's supposed to go red. I'm not talking about whether it's supposed to go red. you got to remember, there's a lot of white people there that are independent. You know how I know? I went there yesterday. I met a whole bunch of them, even in the casinos, and they were wondering about my Blacks for Trump t-shirt. And they all, they all had the same theory that I just exclaimed to you, scared to death. So you can say what you want to say. Yeah, but, but I mean, people in Mississippi, Mississippi is a dark red state. Everyone knows Mississippi is going to go Republican. Well, that'd be, that'd the, be like talking about Alabama or something like, a, like that's supposed to be even in play. Ha- why did they have a runoff? See, that's how ridiculous the statement is. If they wouldn't have had a runoff if the independents had voted the right way. They didn't vote the right way, and we almost lost. So once I got there behind him, we won by eight points. But I guarantee you it would have been close as hell if they don't feel comfortable because right now a whole bunch of red states are turning blue, and that's because these independents and these millennials are scared to death. And once That's what I'm trying to tell everybody else on this show, but for whatever reason they seem to feel comfortable 
that somehow Trump's got it in a bag in 2020 and everything's going to work out. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what you guys Who's are looking gonna at. Beat him? I don't know what part Who's of the country you live him? in. No, no, no. Rory, 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 what he's saying, according to the polls, is correct unless I stand with him. He can't lose. Remember, oh, come 74% on, man. Now you, is, you're taking it too far. Dude, yes, I don't care how you feel about it, brother. Whatever you say, I can tell you that when a black man and a white man is in unity, nobody can whoop our ass. You can't get Russia. China or I agree with that, but 90% of the black no. vote's going to go Democrat, and we all know it. No, it's not. Uh, no. Because I got a lot of black people right went to my website. He went to my website and saw my website and flipped right away. Because when black people are told the truth, they do the truth. They're scared to be excoriated. That's why they don't come out. But they, they believe in Trump. I have I have a thousand people coming to my party every week. That's how I get sixty to a uh, hundred people to go to some Trump rallies and they're black. That's from just going to my website and listening to my radio station and coming to my parties. All black people gotta know is the truth. And most black people believe in Republicanism. None of them believe in gay marriage. None of you, they were just on the radio talking about twenty percent of the black vote did not go to Gillum. Because some, this is what Big Lip on WEDR said. Because some of the black people went on there and they saw what well, I pointed out that Gillum was for gay marriage. Black women ain't going for Well, the gay problem is Donald Trump is for gay marriage as well. Donald Trump, remember at no, the RNC, but, he brought up the no, rainbow flag and he was holding the rainbow anyway, flag up. You forgot that? <laughs> no, I know Trump said he's not for gay marriage, but now you're saying that. No, Trump, Trump is definitely pro-gay. Yeah, there's no doubt about women, that. Black women are not going for gay marriage. They're not going to compete with Spanish women, white women, and homosexuals. No, look, I, I agree with you loud. that the black community and the Hispanic community are against homosexuality. What I'm telling you and is that just, Trump supports gay marriage. He said that already. No, he, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he did. He's he on record saying that. They do what they want to do, but he's not going to make it legal. He just took him out of the office. What are you talking about, brother? Who are you trying to deceive? That's so I'm asking. Okay, brother, are you telling me? Are you telling me you did not see Donald Trump holding up the rainbow Donald flag Trump at the at the Republican convention? Sir. I'm talking about at the I'm talking about at the Republican convention when he got the nomination. You telling me he didn't hold up the rainbow flag, and was talking about we need to we we as Republicans we need to change and be more accepting of homosexuality. Come on, man. You you can't you can't tell me that Donald Trump is somehow anti-gay marriage. Kill black babies. They believe in like like Obama believed in infanticide abortion, which means allow the baby to be born and kill it. This is what I say to them: damn them. They going straight to hell. I agree with you. Obama Obama's a snake, a four tongued devil. I know that. I agree with you. But I'm saying you you can't tell black people that Donald Trump is against gay marriage when he is. No, he's for Well, he hired Mike Pence as his vice president. Anti-gay. No Chinaman was born in Chile's Japanese. I agree. Mike Pence is anti-gay. But are you are you telling me that Donald Trump opposes gay marriage? Are you telling me that? Yes, I am. No, come on, man. You're right. not being honest, man. Well, I, I, well I'm not being. You gotta tell the truth, man. Listen, there's no way. No, there's anyway. no way you can go to you can go to a Christian and try to convince them that Donald Trump 
somehow is it, 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 it embodies Christian values. When this guy got up and said, I never asked God for forgiveness. I don't think I need to. Are you kidding me, man? Okay, whatever. All I can tell you is Obama. No, that's facts, bro. What you mean, whatever? The man, the man got up at the American Family Values thing and basically said, "Black babies. He believes in high taxes, which is slavery. Trump wants taxes down. The Democrats want it up. That's slavery. You know, if he he might have some social values that are off." Could be, but all I know is I don't want to pay for gay marriage. If they want to be gay, they can do their thing. But I'm not paying for it. I'm not going to pay for your sex change. I'm not paying for none of that. But the bottom line is that Trump is going up the ladder. I would rather go up Jacob's ladder, not down to hell. I'm going up to heaven, brother. So well, look, there's no way Donald Trump's going to heaven. We know that much. And any man who's going to say, I, I never ask God for forgiveness. Come on, man. Donald Trump is the furthest thing from a Christian, and we all know that. Let's stop playing. Romans 41 says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Because Donald Trump said with his own mouth that he never asked God for forgiveness. What kind of Christian would say something like that? You are you kidding are. me? You're off. Listen, man, you, you, you oh, guys got to be honest. Look, I'm, you're kidding nah. yourself because you're just. How am I kidding myself? Service. That's what he said. Okay. You don't have the are right you telling me that. I'm making that up? All hold on, hold on. Brother, brother. Did I make that up? For, you, no, you're doing, you, what you're doing is you're taking the. Are you telling me that I'm lying? Are you trying to say that I lied about that, that Donald Trump didn't say that? No, I stick to Trump. I'm stupid. I know that Democrat game. When you're trying to get me to speak on an object of the subject, the subject is I don't agree with slavery. I don't believe, agree with a, abortion, boarding out kids. I don't believe in open borders. And I God agree with you on all those Isaiah points. 60, all I'm saying to you is you can't go to black Christians and try to convince the them that, that Trump is somehow pro-Christian or he's a Christian himself or he's against gay marriage. Wrong, well, you know, this guy is the furthest right, thing from a Christian you've ever seen. All the Democrats are doing all nine things wrong. I'm going with the eight goddamn things that's right. Okay, sir? That's all. I'm Look, balancing I'm, it. I'm, I agree with you on that. I'm not, I'm not saying to okay, vote well, Democrat. Don't make I, the object, the object, the subject. Boy, you understand, Grandma, boy, sir? Boy, the subject is. Yes. What I'm saying, don't, don't sell. What I'm saying is don't sell people on something that's not true. Not you can't tell people I, I, that, Ob- I, I, that Trump, Trump is wrong is not pro gay marriage, man. When Trump made the this guy that he that he didn't think General Lee should be taken down and they asked me about that, I said no. General Lee should be taken down. Oh my god. Can we look, can we just be honest about Trump? You guys no, act like this guy is his greatest thing. Trump Trump in twenty sixteen no, no. Trump in 2016 I, kept stepping on, on rakes, tripping over coffee tables. He was saying three or four things a week that would have torpedoed anybody else's campaign. The only reason he won was not because of him. It was because the American people were sick and tired of what the Democrats were giving them. That's the only reason he won. The guy was a moron for the entirety of the campaign. Build me a wall, great and high. To be the come up, dude. That guy, Donald Trump, stepped on rigs and tripped over coffee tables every single day in 2016. Obviously, no. But here's the thing, though. The thing about it is that you're saying Trump's only gonna win 10% of the black vote, Mike from Minnesota, in 2020. 
But Trump has because that's what happened in 2016 of the black vote. He's got 40 percent of black support right now. Trump. Right so now, how is Trump only going to win? How is no, Mike? Let me finish a couple questions because I'm going back on some things you said, and I know everybody else wants to respond. So real quick, and Black for Trump, stay on the line real quick. But Mike, Mike from Minnesota, I want to go back to what you said real quick. So you said Trump's only going to win 10% of the black vote in 2020. As of now, he has 40% black support. Everybody knows when Democrats uh, don't get 90% of the black vote, uh, they're screwed, especially in presidential elections. So, and, and, right. and, and the other question, the other question, the other question, what, who, who is, are the Democrats going to put up against Trump that can match or, you know, beat him in any sort of argument? Trump has the best economy that any president has ever had. We have the lowest black unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, lowest Asian unemployment, lowest female unemployment in history. We have uh, unbelievable economic numbers like never seen before. Uh, it goes on and on. What's voters always number one concern? Economy. What's their number two concern? Illegal immigration. Trump gets that wall built, what she will. Uh, then uh, he, he's a 2020 lock-in by a landslide. And even if he doesn't, uh, which I don't, I, I don't even think that's even a, a topic if he doesn't. He's going to get that wall built before 2020. But I, I just have it, I find it hard to believe that, uh, you know, you as a Trump supporter uh, would come out and just say, you know, that he, he's not going to win in 2020. It makes no sense to me. And he's, he's only going to win 10% of the black vote when he's got 40% of the black vote right now. Okay, can you want me to address those points? Yeah. Okay, well, number one, the one thing I refuse to do is I will never worship a human being, okay? I realize that Donald Trump is a man like you and me, and he's not perfect, first point. That's what, unlike, well, I don't know what's going on here. You guys talking about, you're Lord. talking about this guy he like he's God. First Jesus wasn't, Jesus was I agree, and that's, that's the point I'm trying to make to, to the, so we hired to the guy who's the supporting him as our CEO. He got woolly hat and black feet. God himself ate dinner with Abraham in Genesis chapter 18. So you're against God, but go ahead and talk. How did I hire him against God by, by stating that, uh, that Donald Trump is not a God, God himself? Jesus was a man. They didn't hang no ghosts on that cross. Mike it was Minnesota, a man that they put on that cross. And, and, and so was Cyrus. He was called the Messiah and the deliverer of our people in Isaiah 45. And he was a Persian Gentile. And that's who Trump is. So he was, Let me carry it. Right, There's Mike, no way Donald Trump's Okay, but to, okay, to your points. Now, you talk about the black vote, the percentage. You're basing that off of one poll, which is the Rasmussen poll. And I find it funny how when the polls you feel like are in line Rasmussen with what you think, the then you're willing to cite the poll. Okay, you, you're not, let, me, let me finish my point. Poll. My point is, the point is that it's, it, you conveniently cite polls when they're in your favor, but when polls no, got I, I, absolutely I, wrong I, in 2016, it was, accurate. oh, polls don't matter. Okay, what I'm basing it off of is what happened in 2016. And in 2016, but you're missing, Trump got you're only 10% of the black vote. You're missing you, Again, the you're basing you wanted, it, you, but you're basing it no, off of polls. No, no, I'm no, basing no, it off of no, what happened. No, no, 
when when you have Rasmussen, that's the number one poll in the 2016 election with numbers and results, and you have that recently that comes out and says Trump support at 40 percent with the blacks, how can you deny that? It's they they, they, Look, they have if, a you, if you want to put money, listen. If you want to put money on that, I'd be willing to bet you any amount you want. If you think that the, Trump's going to get 40 percent of the black vote, I'll bet any amount of money on that. That's definitely not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, I would like for that to happen, but that is nothing more than wishful thinking. I'm just telling you the facts, okay? Black people are not going to get behind this guy. They are so manipulated by the media and the Democrat Party, you have no idea how much control they have over them. You're, you're Dr. just completely Bustler, your, your thoughts, Dr. Bustler. Dr. Bustler. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you there? Well, uh, as I, I, I've said, um, I, I think the uh, Republicans are um, going to be in, in pretty good shape in 2020. It's certainly not, not going to be a, a shoe-in, and nobody's going to take anything uh, uh, for granted. But um, I, I just think that uh, by the time 2020 comes around, most of the big problems will have been solved. And um, with regard to minority groups like, like blacks, um, you know, when Trump was running in 2016, um, traditionally, uh, he's right, it, Trump, uh, were, he only got 10 percent of the black vote. Traditionally, Republicans get about 6 percent of the black vote. So Trump actually did a little better. And you recall he said to them, listen, you've been voting Democrat all these years. You're living in inner cities. Uh, look what you have. Um, uh, all you've been given is uh, uh, free food stamps, uh, free welfare, free health care, uh, and you're really locked into this. All Trump came along, and all he gave them was opportunity. And now they have opportunity, and they have employment, and they have more self-esteem. I don't know whether he'll get 40% of the black vote. Historically, that would be um, unprecedented. Uh, but he's certainly going to get a lot, a lot greater percentage than he got back in, in 2016. And I don't think 40% is out of the question. Well, well oh, no, you don't I'm saying that's that. his support right that. now. But what I do think he'll win in 2020 is at least 25% of the black vote, which still the Democrats okay. would be screwed. But that's still well, here's, the, here's the easy here's the easy way top. Donald Trump loses is if a Bernie Sanders or a socialist far left person gets in there. All of you know where were the, the the key states Trump won were in the upper Midwest, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, all those places. The labor vote out there, they're all union based people. They all have leftist socialist tendencies at their root. If a socialist like Bernie Sanders gets up there, promises the same things, talks about you know protectionist trade policies. And all that, but then throws in their free health care, free college education, universal basic income, all the stuff that the far left is talking about. There's Trump's not going to be able to overcome that because if you want to say, oh, but look at the economy. Well, let's look what happened in the midterms. Those same economic stats were there. The lowest unemployment rate for blacks, for Latinos, all these great numbers. The GDP numbers were great. The jobs numbers were fantastic. But did that make any yep. difference in the midterms? Not at all. It didn't do squat in the midterms. Well, Nobody well, cares. Well, wait a second. Well, well wait a yeah, second. Um, I, we want to go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, 
uh, as you know, in a midterm election, a sitting president always does poorly. Uh, this president didn't do that poorly, and in fact, he did gain some seats in the in the Senate. So we, we right. don't, uh, the Republicans don't re- view that election as a rebuke of what they were saying. Uh, it's just what typically happens in a, uh, a midterm. Come the uh, 2020, though. Uh, when most of the big problems uh, have been solved and when uh, minority groups, particularly blacks, uh, have had a couple of years of um, feeling some self-esteem and have taken advantage of the opportunity that a high-growth economy provides to them, I think when they get into that voting booth, you know, they're going to say, you know, I don't want to put a stop to what's happened in the last four years. Um, and I think a big uh, chunk of them end up voting for Trump. What about the working class voters in in the Midwest? As for the socialism uh, kind of thing, you you know, uh, socialism, you know, as Margaret Thatcher said, uh, socialism works until you run out of somebody else's money. Uh, So I think what's going to end up happening, uh, you know, these social uh, socialistic uh, candidates do have a, a uh, group uh, that are uh, very strongly support them. Uh, look, I teach in a university, and I'm surrounded by these people. Um, exactly. However, when it comes time to the entire electorate, and I've also found that these young people uh, in college, once they get out in the in the world and they realize all these things they wanted the government to be free, uh, they're now paying for. Um, with all the taxes that are being taken out of the, their uh, paychecks. And many of them uh, end up, you know, saying, uh, well, maybe this free stuff is not such a good idea. But that's after the exactly. program has been implemented. We haven't even implemented it yet. So when you come to the beginning part, when they get sold it, it's going to be very convincing for a lot of people to hear, oh, I can get free health care or free college education, or I can even get a universal basic income. I'll tell you, it, it, you don't it, think that that's going to gonna... sell like hotcakes? No, I no. don't, and it's it's no, not it's not going to be on, yeah it's not going to be um, appealing to anybody who's a hardworking individual uh, earns uh, their keep pays their That's taxes not who the and realizes are. the millennials are a bunch of yeah, dependent losers who would love nothing more than a handout. Not going to believe nobody else. Yeah, Obama I, lied I, is over. He's a liar, no, man. He said it was going to be good. We was going to get everything for free. We got nothing. He let every Arab Eastern and Pakistani out of Guantanamo Bay, but Big Meat and Larry Hoover and all the black men are stealing their damn that. Yeah. Okay, so thoughts. the doctor, you said yourself you're an academic, right? You worked in universities. So you should know more yep. than anyone else on this line that the left hasn't gone through it 30 years of indoctrination, of basically Marxist Absolutely. doctrine that they pounded in. So now let me ask you this. Don't you think at some point when you've got that much indoctrination going on, not only in education, but in the media as well, that eventually you're going to see the effects of that, where you see, and like we see today, where you have more and more Americans embracing socialism and socialist ideas. You don't see that we're now yeah. seeing the fruit of that? That's, That's my fear. point. Yeah, so let me, so let me tell you. Fear, they're not going to right, do it. So, they want to make money. Yeah, here, Give me my here, money. Here's, here's what I would say about that. They're, they're, the the uh, move toward embracing socialism is a result of the extremely poor economy we've had primarily for the last 10 years, since 
2005 was the last year the economy was good up until this year. Uh, as a result of that economic stagnation, there was very little opportunity for many people, particularly uh, the bottom middle class and lower in- income earners. So for them who haven't had opportunity and don't get much, when you start saying free stuff, of course they, they want it. However, um, now that we have a higher growth economy, which I think we're going to have for the next four, five, six years, and there's more opportunity for people, I think they're going to start to to look away from this free stuff and realize that there's opportunity for them. They can earn their, their own keep. And, in fact, when you talk free stuff, it comes out of your paycheck. So um, I'm, I'm more optimistic that uh, this socialism thing will – sort of go away once the economy gets moving. We did have a similar instance, by the way, uh, back in the uh, early 70s, and the Democrats put up George McGovern. Now, I know things are much different now, but he ended up getting shellacked, uh, and, uh, you know, that was pretty much the end of that movement. Uh, so let's let's see what happens. And you look millennials, Rory, I want to say Rory, Rory. Yeah, hold on one second, let me... Yeah, go ahead. The millennials are afraid because the teachers in those schools are teaching them the other way. But remember, they have parents, and the parents believe in capitalism, and they really believe in capitalism. They just scared and they want to appease black people under white guilt. Once the white guilt right. is taken away, all that that black right. man just said on a, on his right. radio station is out the damn door. Because they all can make money because they have parents that make money that will give them opportunities. They just don't want to make money, and they, they act like they want free food and welfare, but they really are saying, you can have a black man, just don't kill us. That's what's really going right. on, and everybody right. knows it. I wanna, so that's all we got to do. We are, we are, no, I hear you. We are on a clock. I do want, I do want, I want Valerie's thoughts on this, and then I want to go to Dan. Valerie, go ahead. Thanks, Rory. Um, so I agree with Dr. Bustler um, pretty much with everything he said. Um, Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you make a lot of sense. And, and, you know, I look at it from an economic perspective as well. I mean, that's people vote their pocketbooks. And, yeah. you know, if they think they're going to do better, they're going to, with one candidate versus the other, they're going to vote that way by and large. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that Trump won also, because people had faith in him. You know, the stock market's been going crazy, and, and people are doing better financially, and the country's doing better economically. So, you know, I don't know how we could say that in 2020, it, unless there's some major crash, you know, that um, there's going to be this huge change. Um, I have so many different things to say along the way. Huh? And, and what the I'm doing yeah, they are, and I want to say something real quick, which is very important. You know, Trump, uh, you know, proposed – I mean, just for instance, I mean, every day he delivers on a new promise. And, and I, I want to say to everybody that doesn't know this, and I've mentioned this on my show many times, but I'll say it again. President Trump has fulfilled on over 70% of his campaign promises within two years, over 70%. Most presidents after eight years don't even leave office and fulfill – 10% of their promises. So, and, and another deal was announced today uh, that's celebrating a $1.8 billion, would it be, uh, Southwest Steel Mill planned to create 600 U.S. jobs. 
and even that even the fact that GM is announcing that they're leaving, uh, Trump said there will be major consequences and, and major uh, repercussions. And now they're coming back to the table, and Trump and GM are going to try and work something out. So that's how things work. When when you have a guy with a tough fist and a backbone like Donald Trump, you know you you don't you don't walk on him. You don't you don't play games with him. Otherwise, he'll bury you. And that's what he does to people. He buries them. He's been doing it his whole life. He knows how to seal the deal. I mean, there's a reason the guy owns the nicest real estate in the entire world. There's a reason for it. But, Dan Perkins, your thoughts are Conference time. Well, I uh, we, haven't, we haven't heard this, we haven't heard this uh, statement in a while, but I, I want to go a little bit different direction here um, right. to our friend uh, who's on the phone. Um, he probably doesn't know that my prediction of the candidate for the Democratic Party in 2020 is Hillary Clinton. And, By the way, real, um, quick, real quick, speaking of the Clintons, I just want to make one announcement. I don't know if this is any indication that the Clintons are sinking more and more every day, but they their donations <laughs> took a $36 million plunge this year. They are down $36 million in donations this year. That's a significant amount compared to what they made last year. And they're, I mean, they're, and, and check this out, 83% empty seats on their tour. 83% of their seats are empty on Bill and Hillary's tour. But continue with the Clintons. Go ahead. They're always entertaining. Right. So the, my, point, my point is that, that you, you want to talk about Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders would be almost <laughs> 80 years of age running for president. Uh, I I don't think America, especially with the millennials, is going to be interested in an 80-year-old communist to run for president of the United States and get much of a vote. So we've got Hillary. I'm just saying, keep keep underestimating the progressives to your own peril, and you'll see. What I'm saying to you is that what what you don't seem to understand is that the old white Democrats are still in control of the Democratic Party. And this may be their last gasp, but they're going to try one more time to see if they can get Hillary elected. My, my point is that <laughs> the country is ready to move past the Clintons and move past Bernie Sanders. And the American people, as Valerie said so eloquently, vote with their pocketbooks. And if the professor is correct, that the economy continues to produce north of 3.5% GDP for the next two years, uh, they're going to vote with their pocketbook. The other thing that the caller doesn't seem to understand, believe it or not, caller, the 2020 elections are going to start in 13 months. If the Democrats spend all of their time over the next 13 months with subpoenas and doing everything to try and destroy Mr. Trump, they're not sending the right message to the constituents who put them there in the first place. And if they don't do anything productive, if they don't have something to help create jobs or something positive to do about America, they will be rejected. They will have the shortest tenure of control in the House, perhaps in the history of the country. That's right. Well, they were they were voted to go out there and take Trump down. That's why they were. That's why Democrats came out and voted for them. That was their whole thing: was we want to impeach Trump, we want to undermine him and stop him. Uh, that's what it, the resistance it, is all that, about. Remember? 
it's their lack of message. That's why I don't think they have a party left. I think the Democrats are tarnished because what do they have to go off of? I mean, there's no basis. There's no. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't. That, see that's any... why the progressives are the threat because the progressives are are running on a, an agenda of free health care and all these government programs, and we're going to quote unquote make your life easier. That's what they're running on, and that's going to sell. I mean, for crying out loud, look what happened in Texas. You had a socialist almost win Texas. That doesn't concern but that you was at all. Voter fraud. That was not as close as it seemed. Well, how do you know you that? You're saying me. that, but what's your evidence? You... What's my evidence? There was voter fraud all over Texas, and it was there were video recordings. But we all know that the Democrats vote do voter fraud every election cycle, and they never get held accountable. And they they play smug and they deny it and they laugh about it and they say, oh no, we told, we never do that. Oh bullshit. We it, in Texas is right next to the border. There's a lot of illegals in Texas. It's not hard. To, to do what they did for Beto. Beto was ne- it was not that close. There's no way. Does anybody want to back me up on this? Absolutely. absolutely. There, there, there was, it's the same thing, the same thing the with Gillum and Florida. Same thing with Gillum and Florida. Same thing with Abrams in Georgia. Right. Texas was the most expensive Senate campaign in the history of the country. And he brought in over $70 million. And when the Democratic National Committee asked him if he could share some of the campaign money with other campaigns in the state of Texas and around, he said, pound sand. But it almost worked. They nearly pulled off one of the biggest political upsets in recent history. I have an wait, 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 wait. You used the word, but you used the word. You used the word almost. So it didn't Right, work. but that's my point. Almost Texas should count. not have been it's in play. close. It, but it it, what do you mean it was, it was close? Ted Cruz should have won by at least 10 points. No, Easily. he didn't. You know all that money can buy more money, votes, right? He but we're talking about three Texas. times the money that Ted Cruz won, and he still couldn't win. No, he now, nearly won. California the fact that Texas no, was in play no. is a problem. This guy spent three times the money of Ted Cruz in Texas, and he still And, and you don't think that's going to happen win. again in 2020? You don't think the Democrats are going to have massive money come in from all type of people? Or they're going to come down with great revs, but they, the accusers of the brethren will be cast down, Revelation 12, 10. That's what you <laughs> see happening right now. All this stuff... It's fake. They are cheating. They're breaking all kind of rules. But Trump is stopping all of the MS-13 boys from coming in so they can't help cheat on the vote. So now that you can't help cheat, the 74% is going to stick together and we're going to whoop y'all ass. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing, Roy, the, the other thing that's going on yeah, is that you're not, not, our guest is not paying any attention to is the fact that the Real forces quick, that I want, were in I want play. you to elaborate, Dan. I want you to elaborate, but I do want to say something real quick that's significant that Trump announced today, uh, that he's proposing the United States make a worldwide network to counter CNN overseas. So to basically, because uh, CNN is showing all this it. fake news overseas about our Beautiful. president. But uh, elaborate. Sorry, uh, Dan, you had a point about our caller. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make the point. What the, the thing that our guest is not – realizing is that the forces that were behind 
the the persecution of Donald Trump and his his rise to power are all now in serious financial trouble. The Googles, the Facebooks, and the Twitters are all having serious regulatory problems, and they're losing subscribers by the millions every day. Yeah. Every day, losing yeah, millions. I, so their their yeah, influence yeah. is diminishing. Yeah, and look at so if their influence like, is example, diminishing, how come they were so successful in the I want to give you, hey, let me, Mike, Mike, I just, you guys, you guys talk you, like the midterms didn't happen. Mike, Mike, no, I'm not saying, I'm I want to give you a small You guys literally have your head in the sand. Like you're living in this fantasy world that everything's going great. The country's in a disaster real quick, situation. Real quick, real, real, real quick, <laughs> I got a good point. And, and, Dan, you bring up a good point with this social media stuff. Because with the ratings and with them losing credibility, look at ESPN. ESPN is watched by majority of liberals. Last month, ESPN lost nearly 3 million subscribers. Why do you think that is? Because they talk politics. Oh, they talk liberal oh, politics. because a lot of people they, stop watching cable black, and satellite. You have people watching ESPN that are people that never would have voted for Trump in a million years now are like, oh, I like Donald Trump. These people are painting a bad image of him. People are getting oh rich. These people don't want to hear about Listening to you guys, you make it sound like Donald Trump's going to win in a landslide in 2020, like this guy's Ronald Reagan or something. You guys, not Ronald Reagan. You you talk about him like he's even in the same category as Ronald Reagan. He's better. He makes Ronald Reagan look. He makes Ronald Reagan look like real practice. No, he doesn't. Ronald Reagan is one of the greatest presidents in American history. And Ronald Reagan was respected and liked by everybody. Ronald Reagan yeah, was one of the most liked and loved presidents in American history. The, whole, the guy won 49 states. Earth, Trump is conquering that was a all time. nations. That was where the first idiot named Walter Mondale and the accusers to be cast down. No, it's because it's also because Ronald Reagan had was one had a likable personality. He had a lot of good ideas, but he combined it with a likable personality. The problem with Trump is Trump has good ideas, but he's got a personality that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. That's just the truth. You can't, you can't deny that. The only people that rub the wrong way is these East Indian African Pakistanians who are upset because they're gonna lose all of their free stuff and not have to, they got they don't have to pay taxes and all that. Trump is gonna stop all that. I don't mind them being free. I don't mind them being here, but give me liberty or give them Yeah, death. but I mean, I'm asking, did you ever see Ronald Reagan at any point during his presidency ever at, conduct himself the way Trump does at times? Come on, man. Okay, well, I don't answer that. Let me, no, that. Hey, you hey. Read, okay, when you read about... Hold on. He was back for Trump. Black for Trump. Let me, let me respond. Go, hold on. A war Trump. And he had to be like that or we would have lost. Hold on. Let me explain and something. Know, I know everybody wants to speak on this. What? No, let, let me explain this real quick. Let me, let me say this, and I know everybody wants to talk. Why didn't Reagan – this is a good question. Why doesn't Trump conduct himself the same way Reagan did? Hmm, let's look at the logistics here. Well, it was a different time back in the 1980s. There was not as nearly as much hostility, as much political correctness, as much communist ideology, um, things that are going on right now that are currently relevant. Um, Barack Obama is the greatest divider ever in presidential history. So when President, President Trump speaks, 
He's speaking to us, the people. He's speaking like any, anybody else would speak. He's not a puppet politician. He's not scripted. He speaks the way he wants, and he speaks the truth, and it's authentic and genuine. And sometimes it comes off right. cold, but you don't want somebody that's going to blow smoke up your ass. And I, and, and I have a lot of respect for Ronald Reagan. I'm not disrespecting Ronald Reagan. I thought he was a phenomenal president. But there were certain things that Ronald Reagan was soft on that Donald Trump is very hard on, uh, you know, that, that needs to be, you know, with more use of oh, more force. Give, like give me one example. One example. And Trump I know you're going to say immigration, Trump way, right? Trump is way better on trade than Ronald Reagan will ever be, and you can't even compare that. Um, Donald Trump is way better with foreign relations than Ronald Reagan will ever be. You can't compare that. Uh, economically, what are you talking about? Well, you Reagan, can't mention you can't foreign relations that. in Reagan. Reagan, Reagan was instrumental in the bringing down of the Soviet Union. What are you talking okay. about? Okay, why is every yeah, one of the world leader getting on their cock? Why is ever? every world leader getting on their cock, sucking knees for President Trump? Why are they getting on their fucking That, why? that, that, that happens. That happens for every president. Throat. No, that happens no, to every no, single no, U.S. president. No, they do that. Obama was a yes, it does. Because they get American aid money. You just, you just That's what they're supposed Obama to do. Oh my God, this guy! You all, you all, you all, you believe in nah, Obama? man, you, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys are like you're giving you're you're way too into Trump. Like you don't. No, you gotta you gotta have some critical thinking. Every foreign leader, every foreign leader is terrified of Trump. They don't have the ball. Just gave a speech three weeks ago, basically bashing Trump. What are you talking about? Well, what, what, where are you at? He didn't mention his name. Macron acted like a he subtweet. He sub mentioned him. Didn't even mention him by name. Macron is yeah, but but everybody knew who he was talking about. about, You want to talk about balls? You really want to go there, Macron? Give me, give me, give us a real good example. (laughs) This fucking guy. I'm just cannot. No, let's just be clear about something here. The fact that you're basically saying that it's okay that after he became president, the guy engaged with Twitter battles with the like of people like LeVar Ball or just some random oh, people now we're going, who aren't even okay. on his level and is going to just start and start some pointless beef, and you think that's okay yeah. for a president to do that? That's crazy. Yeah, I I do. Awesome. Uh, look, I'm a, I listen, I, I, like, I like when Trump goes after the media. I like when he goes after Jim Acosta or CNN. That's mm-hmm. great. That's what he should do. But when he starts picking these just some random celebrity who talked bad about him, that that's just petty, that's, man. Oh well, you know what? That means you would have been against King David when Sheba talked trash <laughs> and threw and, and said all kinds of oh, stuff come about on, him. Man, don't, him God say, oh, don't mention don't, don't mention him. someone like David in the same sentence as Trump. Okay, <laughs> okay. Trump uh, isn't even worthy to unlike David Sandals, let alone be mentioned in the same sentence as him. King David went and cut. He was head off for Donald Trump has got to be one of the most ungodly the people ever. To mention him in the same breath as someone from the Bible is ridiculous. He, he, you, know. you don't want the Bible in there because that's what bastards all do. They don't want the Bible in the schools and nowhere. So no, I said you can't, you can't mention Donald Trump the in the same <laughs> sentence <laughs> as righteous men. Donald Trump is probably now one of the most unrighteous people one. in America. So you can't, you can't put him in the same sentence as godly like people. You got to be like your forefathers. King David, <laughs> on, they just insulted him. 
and yet he was called oh, by God. God. Listen, there's a there's a difference between and the save of us. Yeah, you talk over me. Right, there's yeah, a difference. There's a difference between God are, using somebody to accomplish mean, His will versus somebody being saved person. and going to heaven. That's, what that's two different things. Godless Donna Costa suck of do. They talk over you because you don't want to hear what the Bible has. No, you're to not, say. you don't you don't understand the Bible. You can't the Bible. differentiate I, between God using someone versus someone actually being saved. The whole Bible said that Cyrus was a heathen, acted crazy and bombastic. Yet God it never said, said that he acted that crazy. Anointed. <laughs> it did say that. You, you, you ever no, it just said that Cyrus was a pagan. What are you no, talking okay, about, man? You don't, you don't even know the scripture. The fact that you can stand here. Well, anyway, that's somebody that does well, not on. worship the God of are the you Bible. Th- are there any, are there any Christians on this line at him. all, or all of you like a yes, bunch of atheists? God called him his Savior for his people, but you don't agree with that. So here's Trump acting like Cyrus, but you are against that. Man, get the hell out of my face. I'm not I'm not Listen, against Trump. I voted for him. What I'm against is He's this idea that savior, Trump is a godly He's person. He's not the Messiah. That's blasphemous okay. to even say such a okay. thing. Uh, okay, Mike, Mike from Minnesota, I want to ask you something very important. And everybody Dude, Rory, wants to, are, are you even a Christian? Yeah, I am. I was born and raised Catholic, but listen to me for a second. Okay, you, is anybody else on this line a Christian? Or uh, what, every, who am I talking to here? A bunch of seculars? There's a lot of people talking to Hold on a second. No, hold on a second. When you are someone that can create the impossible on a daily basis and do what no other human can do, that is Donald Trump, of course. The only thing you can't do is walk on water. Then how? Oh, then, how oh. uh, 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 then you are the closest thing to uh, immortal as possible. You are the closest thing to God and oh. Jesus. I've never seen anybody. You want to compare him to Jesus now? I, I, I've you, never seen you, anybody. Dude, Rory, Rory I'm sorry, dude. Anybody. There's no way you're a Christian. Well, you know what? When you're a human, when if you're going to compare when, Trump no, to Jesus, you, now you've got. Are you going to let far, me man. finish and explain my point, or are you going to keep talking? Okay, go ahead. All right. Very nicely, I'm going to say this: When you're a human and you have all of these accomplishments and you do all these things that nobody else has ever done, and you have this profound machine gift that it looks like you were born out of a factory because you're so perfect in the way you do decisions and business and and make so much success out of everything you touch, I I don't think that at that point is human anymore. There is something beyond human with Donald Trump that we've never seen in existence. So maybe that is somewhat of a godly figure. I I don't know what else to compare it to. Um, Mm. I think I do have a point. And many people, you know, have agreed with me and understand what I'm saying, you know, in a lot of senses, because we've never seen anything like this. I, this is unbelievable. The, the, within two years, he's done more than any president in the history of politics. I mean, there, and there's never been a bigger fan base that, ever. I mean, this guy is as popular as the Beatles ever was. He's as popular as the Beatles ever was. Yeah, I think I I I think a lot of people look at him like that, and I think he was sent here to save America, and he's not only saved America, but he saved the world as well. And you know what? I may, I may, I know I'm very creative, and this may sound crazy to very religious people. I mean, I'm I know I'm religious, but I also know very religious people know where I come from when I say this sort of thing because 
if you look at the Bible and you read certain things and, and you read certain uh, stories where this is coming from, it makes sense because the Bible comes re- becomes reality. With There's stuff out of the Bible that happens every day, and we are witnessing it. But, Dan Perkins, go ahead. Um, I want to I want to <laughs> say that uh, it is now twelve twenty. We have had. Yeah, I got five minutes left on the show. I'm about to run. We've got. We spent two hours with this gentleman who clearly um, likes to hear himself, and I'm I'm not sure <laughs> that we did anything, and and did we do any disservice to other guests that could have been on the air. Well, hold no, on, I mean, hold on. I mean, uh, you're, you're not bothered at all that you just heard Rory basically say that Donald Trump is a godlike figure. You don't think that's kind of crazy? Uh, I think I think Rory is is a true patriot, and he's allowed to say what he thinks, whether he's right or wrong. He's allowed to have his opinions. And do you agree with him? You may disagree with his opinion. But black, what about Black for Trump? The leader of Black for Trump was just on the line, and he called Donald Trump a godly figure, and he's behind Donald Trump at every rally on TV. So I mean, you, you're going to call you, you? How come you didn't call him out? Well, I know for a fact that he's not going to compare Donald Trump to Jesus. I know that much at least. He has on the air many times before. Go listen to the past shows. Oh, so Dan, you agree with that? You believe that Donald Trump is comparable to Jesus? Not Dan. I'm talking about leaders was... of black for Trump. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just Trump asking Dan if he agrees with that. I'm, I'm, I believe that, that this is a man of tremendous gift, and I believe that all gifts come from the Lord, and he has the ability to do things, as Roy said, and I totally agree. He's done things and accomplished things that no president in my lifetime has ever been and ever has ever able to accomplish. And I have to believe that the reason why he's doing that and why he is succeeding is because he is on a mission from God. So Dan, you consider yourself a Christian? I'm a Catholic. Yes. Dan's a Catholic. You're a Catholic. Okay. So do you yeah. think that uh, Roy was onto something when he said that Donald Trump was a holy and righteous man? And by definition of holy and righteous, I mean by how he lives. You think he's holy? Let me let me suggest to you another piece of scripture. When <laughs> Jesus was talking to the crowd, and he said, "Ye without sin cast the first stone." That's not what I asked you. No, I don't. I don't believe that I have the right to judge what is in another person's heart and in their mind. Well, they, Jesus they told you you'll know them by their fruits. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to be able to differentiate between good and evil. So you're telling me that you would accept that he's a holy and righteous person? That he's a godly I, I, person? I think I, you're asking me to judge him, and I just told you that I am a sinner. And I am, as a sinner, I don't have a right to judge anybody's actions on oh, a moral okay. basis. So do you think Donald Trump is a sinner? We, we all, all are. We're all born. We all we're are. All, we all sinners. Jesus was a sinner. Oh, all of us are. Everybody's okay. a sinner. So for what all kind sinners, of question is that? Okay. No, that, that's a perfect question. So for all sinners, then how come Donald Trump said he never asked God for forgiveness and doesn't feel the need to, that, he, that he even needs to? Because God sent him here, man. God sent him to, to do a job. Oh, my gosh. That, that's so illogical. I can't even address that. He's saving that. the world. 
What you're not willing to admit that this man has a special gift, and I happen to believe as a Christian that in my 73 years of life, if a person, including myself, has been given a special gift, that gift is to a human being, and human beings have faults and they make mistakes. Whether or not he is is a righteous man or not a righteous man, I am not in the position to judge what is in his heart. I do see, however, people that are not Christian, who have no religious belief, who are secular, and who are trying to destroy this country. And if we're talking about David and Goliath, which I think we are, Mr. Trump is David, and a lot of people on the left and the news media are Goliaths, and they need to come down. How do you feel comfortable putting him in the same – like you guys like talk about this guy, and you put him in the same sentence as somebody so far greater than him, and you feel like not even hesitate to do that. That's just incredible. Like I like Trump, but he's not even close to being the greatest president, let alone put him in the same sentence as Jesus or David. I mean it's just incredible to me. And then if you if you don't think he's the great if you don't think he's the greatest president then you don't know anything about conservatism then and you're not a true Republican you're a right you're, you're telling me that he you think he's better than Abraham Lincoln and George the guy was about to say George better than Abraham oh my, Lincoln I just and got him off. I, I couldn't handle him anymore um I, 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 Dr Bustler I want your final thoughts though what are your thoughts well, um, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't quite put Trump in the in the godlike category, uh, but I think he is a very special person. Uh, and yeah. I think, uh, and I, mean, and I've I said, mean, he's a gift from. I mean, God sent him to do a job. I mean, God right, he's uh, from God. God, you know. And I understand that. I, I understand yeah. that, and I I see that view. Um, but uh, he, he really, uh, and I said from the beginning, he really is. Uh, not just a person running for president, it is really a movement um, right. to bring America back to more uh, individual responsibility, to bring America yep. back to prosperity, which we really haven't seen in a couple of decades, um, yep. to bring America more respect in, in the world and to make the world a safer place. Uh, and I think, in spite of his personality flaws, I think he is able to do that. And let me just say one other thing. Um, I don't know whether he's a righteous man or, or not. Um, I would say if you wanted to understand Trump and his personality, remember he's not a politician, um, I would say go to New York City, go to Queens, hang out in Queens, yeah. talk to the people there for a few hours, and you'll understand the way Trump is. He's not a polished politician. He's a guy from right. Queens, and, you know, that's the way – uh, that they are. Let me say one last it, it, thing, and I know we're pressed for, yeah. pressed for time real quick. Um, even yeah. if you believe Trump is a bad person, even if you believe he's a racist and uh, all these, even if you believe he's a bad person, you have to agree he's a good president. Bad people can be good presidents. Bill Clinton is a terrible person. He was not a bad president. Jimmy Carter was a right. good person. He was a terrible president. Terrible so person. even if Trump yeah. is a bad person, you have to admit, from a presidential standpoint, and everything that right. he's doing, which is what he said he would do when he was running for office, yeah. uh, he's turning out to be a pretty good president. Will he be a great president and uh, can be in the category of uh, a Reagan or a John Kennedy or a 
uh, Abraham Lincoln? Well, we have uh, probably six more years to find out about that. And, you know, maybe if he's successful in doing the things he's trying to do, maybe we'll someday put him in that category. Yeah, but, I mean, we can all agree that he – and we do have to run, but we can all agree that he's accomplished more within two years than any president in history. He's fulfilled over 70% yeah. of his agenda. Again, that's 70 70%. Most presidents, after they leave office, don't even fulfill 10% of their promises and agenda. So I think that's incredible. Um, but you're, uh, you got great points, Dr. Bustler, as always. People can find you yep. on Facebook. Where, what's your page again? Uh, Funding Democracy. My Twitter is at M-B-U-S-L-E-R, at M-B-U-S-L-E-R. You can catch me on Twitter. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, Dr. Bustler. Thank you. All right. Take care. Yep. All right. And uh, Dan, Dan Perkins, everybody can find all your stuff at danperkins.guru, right? Yes, sir. And thank you for having me on. Excellent. And I'll talk to you soon. I'll give you a call shortly. All right. Thank you, Dan. Have a good night. Take care. Thank you. Bye. And Val- Valerie, of course. I try to never mix religion and politics. So I'm not going to No, but you're no but you're you, we got to go quick because uh just you can find me real quick. at um com. Perfect. Excellent. And everybody you can visit me at rorysodder.tv, find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also visit getyourafbill.com. You can also visit com and also please visit the Donald J Trump store.com. Yeah and makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Everybody, we will see you all tomorrow night. Another great show. Uh, God bless all of you. Thank you for tuning in. And you can find our show all over the Internet. We are everywhere. I'm Rory Sodder. I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.